0: Wow, indescribable! Thank you, Bill, for that selection. Uh, I remember when I heard that song for the first time. I was in college, and um, one of my friends, Aaron Mora, I believe he is now a, a, a campus part, um, a campus minister for um, Community Church in Mount Pleasant. But Aaron Mora, I, I remember walking into our campus fellowship, what was called his house, and walking in, and he was singing the song, and the words just, you know, sometimes you hear a song, and, oh my gosh, that's what I wanted to say in my prayer. <laughs> and now I'm 40, and I hear that song, and the same feelings come up when I hear those words because he's indescribable. For the last couple of weeks, we've talked about him in terms of Jehovah Jireh, in terms of Jehovah Rapha, and tonight Jehovah Shama. but even those descriptions don't show or say everything about him. I'm hoping and praying that this is not just, oh, uh, Johnny's a great speaker, so we're tuning in, or that's why we're here tonight that I'm hoping that the mindset of knowing who you worship is one of the reasons why you're here tonight because the goal of knowing the names of God is in essence knowing who God is. And by knowing who God is, it puts you in the position to live in that reality. So we started off a couple of weeks ago, and I spoke to you on the power of name. So we started off by one of my favorites, Nehemiah 1:9, and where it said, I have chosen as a this dwelling for my name. And my challenge for you, every time I read that scripture to you, is Have you made your home a dwelling place for the name of God? Have you made your workplace a dwelling for the name of God? It's not up to your boss. It's up to you. Is your relationships a place where the name of God dwells? Is your mind, your heart, and on and on and on. Are you a beacon of the name of God? Because we Ought to be. I also want to remind you of Philippians 4 19, and my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus when we introduce the the character of Jehovah jireh the Lord will provide. We talked about in many ways have God has, you know, has and continue continues to provide for me in my life, and I challenge you to remember the times that he has for you and how he will continue to, but I also warned you of not making God a fast food God where you just get in line and you order and you want your provisions right away. God don't work like that. Because sometimes in the supplying of what you need, he also wants you to learn something about what is going on in your life. Jehovah Jehovah Jireh actually comes from Genesis 22, when you talk about, you know, how God finally gave Abraham his dream. His dream was to have a son, and then all of a sudden, God told him, give me back what I provided to you. Do you love, something my father told me, do you love the gift more than the gift giver? All right. So Abraham had to prove that he didn't love his gift, who happened to be his son, more than he loved God. So that's where Jehovah Jireh comes from. God will provide because God intervened and brought a ram in a bush. So now he can sacrifice the lamb instead of what God provided. And then last week we talked about Jehovah Rapha, God who heals. right. And I, I wanted to remind you tonight that, um, well, let's go to Psalms 30, verse 2. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. It didn't say, I might heal you, or I, I once you do this or do that. Um, you have to have your hair cut a certain way. You got to like this type of music, and then I heal you. He says, I will heal you. The word also tells us by his stripes we were healed. The word were is past tense, which means according to your faith you are healed. But I also told you a story about how, you know, the Lord has healed me in my body has, you know, as he took me down a journey of discipline and obedience. Again, we treat God sometimes like the fast food God and say, Lord, I want a healing right now. I pay for it. I go to church every Sunday. I pay my tithes. I want my healing. But I want to eat what I want. I want to do what I want. I don't want to listen to you, and I don't want to have discipline. Thank you, Jehovah Rapha. No. Okay? But he is a God who heals. Tonight, um, after my mother's plea, we could have gone a lot of places with what name, character of God to speak about. She asked me to talk about Jehovah Shama. Before I jump in that, I, I just want to say thank you to my man, Larry. La- let me talk to you all about Larry. Larry's the one behind the camera. Larry's supposed to be off on Wednesday nights, but he knows that your boy moves. So that first night we were here and I started moving, Larry jumped on without being asked, y'all. Without being led by his team leader, he jumped on so people at home could actually see me. So y'all give Larry a hand. Larry, thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. All right. I still don't believe someone told you to do that tonight, but you just know me well, don't you? I'm going to sit down for a second. I appreciate you, my brother. I thought it was (laughs) very funny how the Lord led me to talk to you about Jehovah Shammah, which means that the Lord is there. Or here, right? The Lord is here. The Lord is there. He wants me to talk about Jehovah Shammah, and all day he directed me on what to say, proving that he's always there. Y'all, I'm in the middle of meetings with students this morning, and God just kind of slides in. in the middle of my conversation. It's like, yeah, so when you talk tonight, I want you to talk about this, that. In the middle of the student talking to me, I'm like, Okay, Lord, and the students think I'm talking, you know, <clears throat> hallelujah. But in, in, in the preparation for tonight, I want you to know that even in me trying to talk to you about Jehovah Shammah, God being there for you all the time and prep, prepping for this, he was there and talked to me the entire day about this message, proving that he's always there. I remember one time in prayer, Out of no prompting, God spoke to me and said, you have no idea how many times I've directed you in thoughts, and you thought it was your own decision, but it was actually me telling you what to do. How cool is that? You're so close to God, all of a sudden his commands are your thoughts, and automatically you're obeying God without even thinking? Man, I can't wait for that conversation. So, Laura, when did I listen to you? This is amazing. I want to know. If you haven't known already, I'm a goofy person, and I kind of jump into voices. It's okay. I'm not crazy. I just love doing this, okay? Jehovah Shammah, a God that is there. And that's funny because it goes back to the Nehemiah prayer, right? Is this a place where the name of God dwells? Meaning, does Jehovah Shammah find a home here? Before, Larry, I'm starting to move. I feel it. Before we can even talk about God being in you, it's God in your church. The foundation of Jehovah Shammah comes from, um, 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 I can't say the word, Um, Ezekiel said it. And it's talking about the temple, about God being his presence in the temple. So let me tell you this, is Jehovah Shammah a part of this church? I can give you the answer, and the answer is yes. All right? I lead worship in this church. I, I know the presence of God when I feel it. I remember the first time I walked in this church in 2008, and I felt that very familiar spirit. i told you the story before when I walked into the Vatican, Very, very upset that I was there. My wife grew up Catholic. She wanted to see it. I'm in there. I'm seeing all of this gaudy stuff, all of this gold. I'm very, very upset. I'm walking in. It's a room that says prayer room, and we walk in. It's gold. The whole prayer room is gold. I'm upset. Look at this ridiculousness. There's poor people everywhere. Look at this gold. And all of a sudden, I felt a familiar presence. In the middle of a place that I assumed God wasn't, he was there. And and the funny part about it, he tapped me on the shoulder and was like, you thought I wasn't here? I'm everywhere. And all of a sudden, the presence of God filled that room like I was in a Pentecostal place in Sacramento, Michigan. And all of a sudden, my legs got weak and I sat down. My wife is crying. I'm telling her, stop crying. People are going to think I beat you or something. She's just, because in the presence of God, my wife just cries. Me, I'm in such awe, I'm shocked that he's in a place where I assumed that he wouldn't. And he was there. You're talking about Jehovah Shammah. We can't dictate where he goes. He goes where he pleases. He is God. So we can literally be very, very religious tonight and keep Jehovah Shammah in buildings. This is a place where God's names dwells. I know where it is. I go home. He doesn't have to go with me. Nope, nope, nope. You stay here, God. I'm going to go home now. I'll be back on Sunday. But Jehovah Shammah doesn't deserve to just be put in the building. He is a God who deserves to go everywhere I go. Through every trial and tribulation, he's there. Not just through the good times. It's really easy to believe that God isn't here when the world around us is going crazy. But that's the moment that he wants us to believe that he's there. Oh, y'all, in 2019, I had a work situation that was volatile. I was up for promotion, um, pretty, pretty nice promotion and title and also with money and the Holy Spirit was telling me not to make that move. But everyone at CMU felt that that was the popular move for me. When I made the announcement that I was not taking that position, and that I was moving on to another office, some people who called themselves friends were no longer friends. People who called themselves mentors were no longer mentors. I felt the heaviness at work. I I didn't feel all that, I literally felt all the favor I had was gone. I questioned God. God, did I make the right decision? It felt heavy. I didn't feel God's presence all of a sudden. So I thought that the decision that I made wasn't right because I'm getting the tax on all ends. I'm sitting down with some students and a prominent leader on a campus walk in and told the students, y'all eat with traitors? Talking about me. It's funny now, but I wanted to give him that hands-on ministry back in the day, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm sitting there, God doesn't feel like he's there. Every day I went home, my wife had to build me back up. I felt depressed every single day going into that office, trying to smile, still trying to help students, still trying to be that beacon of light where everybody around me was just beating me down with their words, look at me that certain way, and it, it was not good. There was a moment I said, Lord, where are you? People are slandering me. I'm losing friends left and right. I feel I've been torn away from my destiny. And the whole time he was there. It's weird to look back now because I knew now that I made the right move. The weight of that I had is gone, the, the, the horrible tribulation that I went through. There were times where I thought he was not there. But God wants to remind us tonight that he is Jehovah Shammah. He is a God who is there. I am the Lord who is there Through all the trials and tribulations. I told you to be of good cheer because I'm there with you. I'm not rooting you on from afar. I am there. Joshua 1.9. Wherever, Lord, I'm about to read the wrong thing. All right, here we go. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you every, wherever you go, no matter what city, no matter what state no matter what country, no matter what mindset you're in, no matter if you're in the car, on the bike, you're walking, wherever you go, God is there with you. When you have made that dedication, when you have made that salvation plea, when you have made that connection to Jehovah, and when you are plugged in into the kingdom living, I'm telling you, no matter where you go, no matter how high it may seem, how low you may feel, no matter what's going on around you in the craziness of this world, Jehovah Shammah is there he is there but I don't see him he there but I don't feel him he's there he is there he is there I want to read you a story Daniel is probably one of my favorite books I see myself a lot in Daniel because I work in a worldly system and I feel that heaviness that he's felt. But I want to talk about the three Hebrew boys and I want to correlate it back to Jehovah Shammah. So just go with you on this journey for a second. We're going to be in Daniel 3 verses 19 through 30. Now the backdrop of this story as we all know, Nebuchadnezzar made a golden image, and he said once the music begins, everybody in his kingdom had to worship this idol, this golden image. And the three Hebrew boys who were connected to kingdom living knew that one of the things that they can't do is worship another god. So when the music starts playing, they're off in the distance. There are three guys standing, our three main characters of this story. They get called up to the king, and they get threats, right? Threats against their life. We're going to try this again, so, because maybe you didn't hear the rules and regulations of the world. Um, we're going to play this music one more time, and if you don't bow, it's a nice hot furnace over there that we're going to throw you in too. Death in their face. Their response was quite hilarious. As I have said on numerous occasions, one of the most baller responses in all of the Bible. They told their boss, their king, the one who controlled if they lived or died at that moment, it didn't matter what they did because God was going to be with them no matter what. Even in life and their death. So let's jump into verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, y'all. He was upset. And the expression on his face changed towards Sheg, Meshach, and Abednego. The Lord reminded me that when you do kingdom living, people's face would change towards you. They won't like you all the time all of a sudden. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more. Y'all, he upset. Apparently, fire don't just kill you. Apparently, he has to make the fire hotter because he really wants you to be what we call it as a kid, a burnt biscuit. He wanted that extra fire. Oh, my gosh. Some of y'all feel like y'all dealing with extra fire in 2021. Some of y'all feel like that you, it keeps on getting worse and worse in 2021 in that furnace Seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning furry furnace. And then these men were bounded in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took Me, Meshach up. And these three men, Shekrat Meshach and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And again, think about your life today. Right? The world is not easy right now. I just put a post on Facebook the other day proclaiming my beliefs because we live in a system, you can proclaim any belief you want as long as you don't talk about Jesus. I refuse to live in a system like that. You can proclaim what you want, bet, I got you. I believe in God the Father. I believe in Jesus Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be posting that for a very, very long time. And I dare someone to tell me to shut up. I don't care about the fire that's prepared for me. I don't care. They can, they can bring it up seven times hotter. Because guess who rose with me? Jehovah Shammah. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was uh, astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not just cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. We, we can't move on yet. They're in the fire, but they're not hurt. Okay, let me, let me, let me say it again. They're in the fire, but they're not hurt. See, when you have Jehovah Shammah with you, the world thinks a little fire is going to make you deny him. The, Lord, you know, the world thinks a little fire is going to make you tremble and fear the world. But the last time I checked, bring on your fire because it won't truly hurt me. Hallelujah. In the form of the fourth. It's like the son of God, Jehovah Shammah, was there in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the trial and tribulation. Jehovah Shammah is not something that stays in the building. He goes with you. He goes with you to visit the doctor's office. He goes with you to go and visit the banker. He goes with you to go and visit the principal to talk about your kids. He goes with you. <laughs> She's like, she go, He goes with you everywhere you go in the valley, in the countryside, in the city and beyond. Jehovah Shammah is not just for a building. We love that he's here, but he's for your everyday living. Can I get an amen? amen? And when you bring stay connected to the kingdom and Jehovah's with you and people watch how you come out of the fire the word says they didn't even smell like what they went through they came out not even smelling like the seven time hot fire the burnt biscuit they came out not smelling like their trials and tribulations you know sometimes we go through stuff we we post about it sometimes we go through stuff we show it on our face Sometimes, you know, some of us just need to walk through that cramp. <laughs> Jehovah Shammah got me. Some of us need to walk through it like the Hebrew boys saying, listen, God may be with me now, but if he doesn't show up, he's still my God. Because he's still Jehovah Shammah. Can I get an Amen. And here's the cool part about when you decide to keep God on you, when you decide to acknowledge that he's there, all of a sudden worldly people have to acknowledge him. Wait, I saw what y'all went through, but you're smiling. and you you, That's something about your God. What did Nebuchadnezzar say? Blessed be the God of Shacharach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wait, hold up. You just tried to burn me. Jehovah Shammah showed up. Now you are honoring Jehovah Shammah. Some of us don't want to go through fire moments, but I just feel like God is telling me, you surviving fire moments gets your neighbor saved. You surviving fire moments gets your kids saved. You surviving fire moments gets your whole family saved. Don't run away from the fire. Jehovah Shammah is with you. Can I get an Amen. We're running away from tri- trials and tribulations like we don't have a God. <laughs> We're running away from the fire like he didn't make the fire. Y'all got me hyped today. Man. Hallelujah. Because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Jehovah Shammah showed up a prideful king who has changed his face towards Shach, Meshach, and Abednego are now proclaiming God to be God. Come on, y'all. No matter the fiery situation you may be in right now, no God is with you and the Lord is there. The enemy's job is to tell you, you are in this alone. There is no God. You deserve this. The word of God isn't true. Worry, fear, doubt, be afraid because your God isn't here. Listen, he only tries to tell you that because he knows Jehovah Shammah is here. He is there. And once again, we must remember the definition of faith. It's not about what we see or feel or see. It's what you know about the character of your God. That's why it's so important to read your Bible and to know who God is. So when the world tries to convince you through a magically put together Disney movie or something put together on the History Channel, because, you know, they're all the smarties, trying to tell you that our God is not real and we're crazy to believe in him. That's the enemy's plan, right? If I can just convince you that he's not real, I got gotcha. If I, can make you, if, if I can make you just leave God in church on Sundays, I got gotcha. you. Jehovah Shama don't want to be in no building. He wants to be in you. He wants to walk and talk with you. <laughs> he wants to know your voice as much as he wants you to know his. And That's who our God is. Know your God. Can I get an Amen. But as we respond to those lies tonight, I want to remind you of the Great Commission. I I, I say this a lot, apparently. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Maybe I just like the Bible. But Matthew 28 and 20, this is something that's always stuck out to me. The end part there that says, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. So as Jesus is leaving, as Jesus is given his departure of what we should do, go out baptizing people and leading them to salvation and teaching them about Jesus, he knows that we're going to go through stuff, so he leaves this last sentence, I'm going to be with you always. King James Version says, I will be with you until the end of the world. Last time I checked, the world is still here, so Jehovah Shammah is on the scene. I take him everywhere, y'all. It's kind of, I don't want to say ridiculous, but that's just, I think that's where God wants us to be. I take him to the weight room with me now, right? I'm always talking to him. Lord, don't let this thing mess up my back. Lord, don't let, I'm I'm talking to him. I'm like, Lord, let me get another one. People probably just listen, oh, he's listening to awesome music. I'm talking to God. Lord, let me get another one. (laughs) Take him everywhere. Jehovah Shaman needs no box. God is good for this situation. God is good for this. This stuff over here, he can't touch. The moment you do that to God, you lose power. I want him a part of my workout routine. I want him a part of my diet. I want him a part of my relationship with Alice. I want him a part of my parenting. I want him a part of my mentorship at Central Michigan University. I want him a part of how I spend my money. I want him a part of my thinking. I want him a part of my love language. I want him a part of every single part of Jonathan Bartholomew Glenn. I gave you my middle name. You cannot repeat it in public. I will deny it. He wants all of you. He wants every single part. And the moment that we hold something back, we can't use them the way we were supposed to use them. I'm going to give them everything except for my mental status. I'm going to give them everything but, dot, 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 but, dot, dot, dot. And the Lord says, I want all of you. Why? Because I'm Jehovah Shammah. I want to be there for all of you. We got Christians struggling when they shouldn't be struggling. Because you're not letting God in the room to everything. I mean everything. I've allowed him to come into everything. You know what's happening? It's so sad. You know what thought came out of my mind the other day? Mike. I said, Lord, I I guess I don't really need that Cadillac. (laughs) Mike knows what's up. All right. Some of y'all may not know I have a list of cars that I will have before I die, and Cadillac is on the next level, and I've allowed the Lord to even enter into that silly dream and come in and say, what else can we do with that money for the kingdom? But some of us are so bent on our dreams, we're so bent on our goals, that we take the will of even those things, and we allow God to, we check in with God after we make decisions. (laughs) time is it? So God Jehovah Shamma is a God who wants to be there. He's he wants to be a part of everything. He is there. He is God in the middle of the fiery furnace, in the middle of people changing how they see you, in the middle of trials and tribulations. Y'all remember he's there. But I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about Matthew 14 when Peter walked out of the boat. Because everything is all fun and dandy and we're powerful, faithful people until that wind starts blowing. God is with me. God told me, get out the boat. Oh, it's wind. Oh, it's rain. And Peter began to doubt instantly. And the Bible said he went from the faithful man that he was to sinking in the water because he forgot who tore him upon the water. He forgot who was on the scene. In facial view of Jesus, he forgot. In voice range of Jesus, he forgot. I can't imagine the sounds of the wind and the waves to make him all of a sudden believe that he can't do what God told him to do. So let's look at Matthew 14, 29 The winds are there, the trials and tribulations, the fire, come on, symbolism, follow me tonight. Stuff is going on. First of all, you had the faith to get out. We celebrate that. But we also celebrate consistency. If we celebrate you getting out the boat because Jehovah Shammah on the scene told you to come here, We also need to celebrate you making it while you're out the boat. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. I want you to see the word immediately. Even in the midst of a trial and tribulation, if we doubt, if we lose focus on who Jehovah Shammai is, immediately he's there. Peter didn't say, Help. He didn't say, Lord, I'm drowning. The Lord saw it and showed up. He only couldn't do that if you let him. All right? Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt me? I know the wind was loud, but why did you doubt me? I know that you are walking on something that you shouldn't have been walking on water, but why did you doubt me? I'm God. I'm God. I'm not your mama. I'm not your daddy. I'm not your boyfriend or girlfriend. I'm you. I'm God. And what I say goes, go. I'm Jehovah Shammah. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So once again, when Jehovah Shammah showed up, now people have to say he's God. Right? Even in Peter's failing, God still got the props. You won't be perfect in the furnace. I told you my story last week of my back being hurt. I wasn't perfect in the furnace. There was, immediately Jehovah showed up on the scene for me. In the middle of me doubting and fearing and losing it. (laughs) Because I didn't get my healing right away, but I didn't realize that Jehovah Shammah was right there. In a moment, I tried to go too, no. Some of us are getting out of the boat. Maybe you're out of the boat right now by faith because God told you to do something, think something, live something, and, but the winds around you are loud, and you're beginning to question why you did it. You feel like you're sinking. And I believe that God would tell you tonight, don't ever believe that I'm not with you. The Bible doesn't really say how deep Peter got, but I'm guessing as he went deeper, his heartbeat started going up. Right? And maybe he's just come because I would have been screaming Jesus' name to the top of my lungs. I won't demonstrate it now because I'll probably hurt you and those at home. Jehovah Shammah. He's there. I'm not naive to believe that's the first name I call when my car starts slipping in the ice. I'm not calling nobody else's name. He's there. You might as well bring him on the scene. Jesus! I'm not talking about Metallica either. That's what happens when I start slipping and sliding. Come on the scene now, Lord. Sometimes Lord just comes out. Oh, Lord. Jesus comes out. I've been conditioned to scream his name when something happens not a curse word, not anything else because I feel like I'm out of control. So I need to call upon the name who has control. Some of us tonight need to call the name of God. In the midst of what you're going through, some of y'all need to wake up and just scream his name. There's nothing fictitious about it. There's nothing weak about it. It proves to you that he's there and you can't do it on your own. You weren't even created to do it on your own. Those who do it on their own, they get ulcers. Their body begins to act weird on them because they're handling stuff they should not handle. Worry, doubt will eventually kill you, spiritually, and then it will attack the physical body. But if you allow Jehovah Shammah to come on the scene and to do what he's supposed to do, he will. Can I get an amen? I love this scripture, y'all. I say that a lot, don't I? Romans 8, 38. I can preach on this. For I am persuaded that neither death or life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing should be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I don't care what is going on. It can't separate you from Jehovah. I don't care what the world has told you. It can't separate you from Jehovah. I don't care if it's 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 hard finding a job. I don't, I feel worthless. I feel like all of the identities the world. Told me that I am, that that's my reality no matter what is going on, no matter life or death. I am persuaded that Jehovah Shabbat is with me. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Woo! Lord. Hallelujah. The enemy doesn't want you to understand that. The enemy doesn't want you to believe that. He wants you to believe that you are on your own. We talked about the whole concept that the Lord showed me of, you know, the zebras and the lions, right? The lions are waiting in the bushes for the one zebra to be separated from the pack. The, you know, the enemy wants you to separate yourself from church. He wants you to be easily offended by the preacher. He wants you to believe that the word of God is not true. He wants you to believe that God is not there. He's like a lion waiting for you to separate yourself from the church, separate yourself from the kingdom so he can pounce on you one-on-one. But the last time I checked, the Bible said when two or three are together, that Jehovah Shammah is in the midst. <laughs> Woo! That's that Ric Flair. Remember Ric? Woo! Hallelujah! Watch out for that spirit of separation, that, that separatist spirit. It is not a holy thing. That is why COVID, in essence, is unholy, because it separates the people of God from each other. It puts us in a position to allow our thoughts to be our own thoughts, our ways to be our own ways. We are leaving ourselves up for the enemy to attack us one by one and to forget who God is. But the last time I checked in the house of the Lord, we have faith by the hearing of the word. So if you're here tonight, bless you. If you're online tonight, bless you. We need to start praying for our brothers and sisters who have allowed themselves to be separated. Jehovah Shammah is here to destroy the status quo. I am not a God that's just supposed to be for service. He's a God who loves service. He's not a God who wants to be limited to service. Take me home, says the Lord, and watch me move. Take me to your job, says the Lord, and watch me move morning, noon, and night with me and watch me move. This is not a, a old oh, pastor's gone, I'm going to do a cool series. This is a life. Knowing God is a life. It doesn't make you radical, it makes you spiritually normal to know God. Oh, Johnny, I ain't grew up like this. i never heard of Jehovah anything in my life. Well, now you know, and according to Captain America, knowing is half the battle. Actually, that's G.I. Joe. Sorry. Captain America is completely different. Hallelujah. Now you know what you're going to do with this information. Now you know he's a healer. Now you know he's a provider. What you're going to do with this information? Now you know that he is there right now in the middle of the tribulation that you're dealing with. Financially, mentally, in a physical realm, in a spiritual realm, He is here. It's time to speak life over yourself. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Jehovah Shama. Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. The Lord is here. I challenge you this week to put him in places that you normally don't. Allow him to show up in every way. Anything less is disrespectful. God. Let me repeat what I just said. Or better yet, let me say this. He will never be okay with being number two. Never. He will never be okay with being number two. There's decisions I've had to make as a husband that in a natural realm would make it seem like I don't love my wife. I'm making decisions, but she already know it's God, then it's her. Not because I don't love her. I do it because I love her. Because if I put God first, it helps me to love her better. I don't know how to explain it. It just happens. When God is number one in my life, I am lubby-dubby. I'm the best hugger on the block. Some of y'all know, y'all come for him every Sunday. But the moment God begins to slip from number one to two or three, all of a sudden the fleshy Joni shows up. I find myself sitting on the throne of decisions that I am not equipped to make. And as a man of God leading my family, I only am putting myself in harm's way. I'm putting my wife and my kids in harm's way. So when daddy decides that Jehovah Shammah is the number one in the house, guess who's blessed? Everybody. So fathers in this room, y'all got to make them one. If you're by yourself, you make him one. My daughter and son has no choice. When they get 18, leave my house, up to them and God. But as for me and my house, 127 Riverside Drive, Alma, Michigan, right across from the river, Jehovah Shammah will be number one, without a doubt and without hesitation. Close your eyes with me, please. Father, we thank you for this time together. It was it was electrifying. It was fun. Lord, we just we don't want to just use the, these moments for just cliché uh, terminologies we we want to know you and just like the three hebrew boys in the middle of the flame they knew you would be there because they knew and they know you lord when peter got out of the boat and the wind around him happened lord he got a little he got um he doubted he he didn't believe at that moment, so he began to sink, and you, Jehovah Shammah, were there to pick him up. Lord, no matter what we're dealing with tonight, we thank you that you would not only be a place where your name dwells in this house, in this church, but you would dwell with every single part of us. For you are Jehovah Shammah, and we give you the keys to every nook, every cranny of who we are from our thoughts and to the way that we love each other. In Jesus' name, the church say amen. We are getting towards the end, y'all. it has been a a huge honor and blessing. Pastor Rick, Miss Diana, if you're checking us out tonight, we continue to wish you the best. Again, you picked the perfect time to leave. (laughs) My car was not cool with negative nine this morning. It was like, mm mm, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. It was not happy, bro. Um, let's keep our family and friends in Texas in prayer. One of my boys texted me today and said that he doesn't have or have had heat or electricity in the last couple of days. And they're supposed to get hit with another ice storm here very soon. Um, so keep them in prayer. Let's believe that Jehovah Jireh, who can provide for us here, can always provide for them down there. Okay, Um, let's be mindful. I know some of us have been very guarded about what news we watch and stuff like that. But when you hear about the calamity of people around the world, your first response should be prayer. God have mercy. So when I hear about people in Texas, God have mercy. Um, It's the Lord have mercy. Okay, Um, I don't know what name we're going to go with next week. Um, I dare not call mom, she probably would give me another directive, um, but I'm going to pray it's so many, y'all. Um, I'm going to give you resources next week, a lot of the stuff that I know comes from Dr. Tony Evans, um, he has a couple books about the names of God, I'm going to show you pictures of those books next week, so you can venture more into it if you want. There's so many amazing names and characteristics of God in the Bible, y'all. It's a lot. It's cool because it gives you the scripture of where they're found and how you can pray with them and stuff like that. It's amazing. Um, So the names of God is, is something that Dr. Tony Evans actually does, too. Actually, he writes books on the kingdom of heaven, too. So I'll be revealing some of those materials from my last Sunday speaking about kingdom power, okay? But I just want you to know I love y'all. I appreciate y'all trust. I appreciate y'all coming here to um, learn about the Lord. It's not about me, right? It's about the message that is coming out. So I appreciate you all. For those who are online with us, we appreciate you and we love you. Um, keep on tuning in to our 714 prayer. Be on the lookout for our, our life groups. They are starting up. Um, it's going to be great. Man's and women's ministry. What's going on. We are just trying our best to make sure we're doing kingdom stuff in the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen? All right. So we look forward to seeing you. Please remember to keep Pastor and Miss Diane in your prayers. Um, keep our brothers and sisters in Texas in your prayers. And make sure you continuously give Jehovah Shammah every inch, every cranny of your life. And I believe that you will not, let's just say you would love it. Hallelujah. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday.